بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى سيزن القرآن ولا يبدين زينتهن إلا ما ظهر منها وليضربن بخمرهن على جيوبهن ولا يبدين زينتهن إلا لبعولتهن and, and until the end of the verse the Prophet ﷺ then said to Asma binti Abi Bakr radiyallahu anha, Ya Asma, inna al-mar'ata idha balagat al-mahid, lan yaslah an yura minha illa hadha wa hadha, wa ashara ila wajhihi wa kaffayh. So this is a hadith related by Imam Abu Dawud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Qur'an, فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ فَيَطْمَعَ الَّذِي فِي قَلْبِهِ مَرَدٍ وَقُلْنَ قَوْلًا مَعْرُوفًا Okay, so based on these hadith and these Quranic verses, the discussion I want to have today is something that's going really back to the basics, something that there's a lot of discussion about already. There's, I'm sure, many talks about this and I'm sure you've heard this. And it's something that a number of uh, women actually contemplate all the time. There's a guilty feeling inside if they're not observing this. There's a guilty feeling inside as to when should I start observing this. This is speaking about the hijab, a covering, essentially to cover up. Now, how much to cover up, that's a different discussion. And that's not what I want to speak about today. I just want to speak about just the the whole focus. Uh, I just want to put the whole focus today on drawing clo- closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, externally, um, which obviously has to come from the internal uh, of a human being, uh, that when their mind and their perspective, etc., change, then it will give rise to this external external expression. Many of us, uh, you'll see, you'll see many people. Subhanallah, we've grown old and they're still not, for example, making salat. You know, they're getting older. They've got children now as well. They're happily married, they've got no issues, you know, it's not about they have to show to anybody or they have to display to anybody, but it's just this mindset. I mean, really, what else is it that is preventing somebody from drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling these external observances other than a mindset, other than some kind of thought that if I start doing that, then I'll be in a different league, I'll be seen differently. Now this is just purely psychology, it's just purely a mindset and it needs to it needs to change because to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we need to make differences. We need to make an effort to make a difference, to do things that are differently, to show things that are differently and enhance ourselves. If we're the same that we were, you know, ten years ago and we haven't really, you know, made any difference to ourselves, then I mean what's the point? where are we going? When are we gonna make this difference? Subhanallah, people die all the time. Uh, people don't die at appointed times known to us. They die at appointed times known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for some people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes their appointed time uh, to be uh, in a very surprising situation, in a sudden situation, in uh, all of a sudden at a young age, you know, 20 years old, 30 years old, 50, 60, whatever it may be. There's, there's no guarantee for anything. Just the fact that we have comfortable living 
and money and wealth to spend etc doesn't mean that you're going to live longer than somebody who doesn't have these things it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah works with his own timetable now the thing here is very clear what I what I want to mention here is that most people they can't make this difference because they are scared they are frightened uh, of what others would say they don't want to be the first one to make that difference they don't want to be the first one to make the change maybe they are a gr uh, among a group of uh, a group of people who are all uh, in a similar kind of situation and they don't want to be the first to do it now the thing here is that this is an opportunity this is an opportunity the reason why this is an opportunity is that the first person to make this difference and have to face maybe a barrage of criticism or jokes or etc whatever the case is they will be rewarded for every single joke that is made about them every single taunt that they receive every single criticism that is uh, directed their way and whatever it may be any joke or any any fun that's made of them but eventually it, it will stop. I mean, people don't keep bothering somebody forever and ever. You know, once they've once once they've changed, then you know they they try to they try to make fun of them for a while, and then after that they stop because there's just no point afterwards. It becomes silly and foolish. So you have to realize that it's only a short while. It's only for a short period of time that you have to face these things, and after that it just becomes quite normal. That's what you have to realize. The stakes are very high here. You see, the fact that many of us do things based on our influence from uh, from external influence is is, is uh, something that cannot be denied. There, there's you know there's girls that we know, and because I'm speaking to women here, that's why it's about this. So it's I'm not trying to be male chauvinist or whatever it is. It's just because we're speaking to women here that's why this discussion is about that and you know i don't speak about this all the time I, but this is it has to happen sometimes because mashallah you know we have people who have great capability we have people who love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart and want to get closer but they're just lacking in this ability to take this step and that's what i want to just uh, try to help out in this in this regard and try to give some encouragement and to show the benefits remember if you are among a group of people who are not observing a sunnah in fact forget a sunnah you're not observing a fard right you're not observing a necessity something mandatory something that is obligatory then if you are the first one to start it and then inshallah others will follow you you get the reward of everything you get the reward of all of this plus you get the reward of enlivening a sunnah in a time when it's a time of corruption among your group of people because you know there are lots of other people who wear hijab mashallah if you go to you know our local girl schools here you know our local secular you know a government run girl schools here you've got majority of them are wearing hijab you've got so many people outside wearing hijab i i find it very difficult that a woman in this time and age in london especially you know in these areas where there are so many muslims and there's just so much hijab and niqab out there right that somebody would find it difficult to do you know there, there has to be some major impediment in their psyche for them not to do it it's just really surprising right honestly speaking you know i can understand if you're the only person in town i mean like i we were like that at one you know at one time in in america in one area where we were the only kind of you can say muslims uh, in town dressed in a particular way that that is difficult but you can still do it now in a place where others are doing it then it's only 
a few people that you are fearing. And the question is, why are you fearing people? Why aren't you fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Tomorrow you're going to have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and, and give answer to that. And the problem there is that in this world, the, the problem uh, in, uh, uh, there as compared to this world is, is totally different. In this world, you, you know, you can overcome the foolishness of people against you. But in the hereafter, you lose, you lose. It's, it's a loss. And then we, we have to be, you know, punished in hellfire if, if that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks from us. So just to give us some foundation on this, what I want to mention is uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ Don't soften your voices when speaking to men. Don't soften your voices when speaking to men. Like try to keep it very formal essentially. Keep it very formal and official and don't try to get flirty in any sense. And a lot of the time, you know, uh, it's just the fact that there are some people whose voices are very attractive and this is both in male and female. Some people's voices are very attractive. You just have to try to not soften it to that level and just uh, try, try to actually be a bit more uh, a bit more formal. That's very important. A person should not reveal themselves. Now, one is that you just go out. The other thing is that you actually go out with revealing yourself, trying to accentuate parts of your body or your hair or, uh, or or your clothing or whatever it may be just to be more attractive that is even worse than just going out without without a hijab on right in your normal state i mean they're both bad but the the, the to accentuate yourself to put perfume as well to uh, to wear something extremely flashy to uh, you know do things like that i mean that's another category on its own so many of the women who don't wear hijab they're going to be complaining about women with hijab who cover their hair but then they've got all of these weird types of uh, you know makeup and clothing and and hijabs etc as well they they're two different things you know, one is not wearing something, not covering yourself fully. That's a problem. And then the other thing is to be, you know, to make yourself out to be attractive. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, La yubdina You've got zina, you have adornment, you, Allah has given you this adornment. Don't, don't, it's not to show to others who it's not halal for it to be shown to. That's the thing. For example, one of those things would be that... Uh, I was in a uh, I was in a uh, an Islamic program recently, and on the women's side, right, which the men could not see, but there, there was a sister who was one of the organizers. So you can clearly tell that she's got some love for her deen, for her religion. She's sacrificing time, you know, etc. For this, but she's got these, you know, really uh, th these high-sounding uh, shoes on or footwear on. So when she's walking around, because she's the organizer, she's not one of the uh, you know, people there just who's come to listen. So she's not sitting calmly. She's obviously walking around trying to organize this, that, and the other. She's, you know, her 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 shoes are resounding in that whole entire hall. I mean, why does somebody need to wear something like that in 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 that kind of a situation, right? Because with every TikTok, you are inviting, you you're you're uh, you're attracting attention. You know, whether it's positive or negative attention, it's attracting attention. So one needs to be very careful about what they're doing because at the end of the day, we're, we are the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to satisfy Him. Now, so, you know, sometimes we want to do something selfish for ourselves, but, you know, this is, subhanAllah, this is, this is an issue. Asma' radiyallahu anha, as related by Imam Abu Dawud uh, in his sunan, the Prophet said to Asma' radiyallahu anha, 
that when a woman reaches menstruation, essentially when a woman, uh, when a girl reaches the age of uh, maturity, then it is not yaslah. It is not appropriate at all that anything should be seen of her except her face and her hands. He, I mean, except this and this. That's what he said, and then he directed towards his face and hands. Then you have, you know, I don't want to go into the whole niqab hijab issue, but this is the hadith generally used for people to say niqab is not necessary. Only hijab is necessary. When I say hijab, I mean covering the hair and and you know the the the, the head and uh, the neck etc. And niqab by that I mean covering the face. However, there are other dalils for niqab for those who consider that to be necessary. I consider both of them to be completely established, right? And I consider to uh, I I consider both of them to be established and uh, a goal in themselves uh, to 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 get to. The uh, there's a hadith in Bukhari. And, and Muslim as well, that a woman came to Rasulullah and said that what about if you don't have a jilbab? A jilbab means an, an outer covering, right? A full covering. Uh, if we don't have one, then what do we do? So he says that لِتَلْبَسْهَا صَاحِبَتُهَا مِنْ جِلْبَابِهَا لِتُلْبِسْهَا صَاحِبَتُهَا مِنْ جِلْبَابِهَا Her friend should borrow her one. Her friend should loan her one and give her one to use. Now you can see that there's encouragement here that go out of your way to get one, go and borrow one from your friend. If you have to go outside and you don't have one, then use one of those things. Now, these are all general. I mean, you know, these are all kind of general narrations that we need to form a picture through. Now, all I, all I can say is that the, the, one of the benefits of hijab, one of the benefits of covering up in general, is that it should help to create some modesty in you. It's one step. It's better than not doing it at all, right? So it's a step. It's a really major step. And I think in, you know, especially in, in cities around the UK and in places like, you know, uh, even in other countries in the West where, you know, mashallah, lots and lots of women are wearing it. I don't see any issue whatsoever. You know, at the end of the day, it's your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will make you feel better. It will make you feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You've taken that one step. Along with that, you need inner modesty. That's very important. Because the Prophet sallallahu said that modesty, chastity, bashfulness goes together with iman. And if they are inseparable, essentially if you lose modesty, you've lost a massive aspect of Islam and iman because it will then help it will help then diminish your Islam because in many other things you'll become loose as well when you, when you don't have that hijab. Now, the, 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 that's a hadith that's related by Imam Bayhaqi that modesty and uh, Islam are intertwined. Uh, modesty and faith are intertwined like they're interrelated like that. Now, the other thing that I want to mention is that speaking about us in, in this area, we actually have a religious middle class and a religious, you can say, high class or whatever it is. Now what I mean by that, these are, just, these are just terms, don't read anything into them except what I'm saying. The reason I say this is that if you go to certain cities, maybe up north or in other places, what you see is that there's actually no middle class in terms of religion. What it is is that either you've got all guys who don't, you know, who, who, who don't have beards, who don't, you know, uh, uh, who, who don't observe externally, or you've got everybody who's got like a beard and a kurta and, you know, uh, uh, Islamic uh, th thobes and garments and jubbas, etc. on. And when it comes to the women, you've either got those who are totally like hijabless and, uh, uh, and everything, or you've got those who are full niqab. There's no kind of in-between. Now, what I would suggest, what I would suggest is that you can take it step by step. If your jump to the niqab is too, it, it's too much of a jump for you, then at least start covering up. 
don't go out in clothing that you would want to you know display to others only you know for, to show yourself out to show yourself off what you want to do is what uh, start off with just wearing a, an over garment you know an over jubba that goes over all your clothes when you go outside and covering your hair at least you start off with that no you know no makeup no perfume just like that and then after that you go out and inshallah slowly slowly you get used to that then you can have the tawfiq to do niqab as well however if you're if it's the jump directly from nothing to niqab then th then that's going to be a bigger jump allah gives you the tawfiq alhamdulillah but i would say at least start off with this for those who aren't doing anything whatsoever at least get into the middle class from the you know from from uh, you, you know from not wearing anything whatsoever i don't want to give that class a name right i don't want to give that class a name because i don't want to be derogatory in any any sense but at the end of the day what you've got in certain areas is that they demand full observance otherwise you know it's not acceptable and that's why it leaves a lot of people in a limbo the way i look at it is that we we have to get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala slowly and slowly and slowly and the way to do that is to start observing in as much as possibility as possible uh, as uh, in as much uh, uh, you know in in whatever amount as possible and then and then you get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that so what what i would encourage is that among these groups we have in certain families and and other places the, the the ones who are the bold ones the ones who other people listen to those who are you can say the trendsetters those who are the ones who will you know put people down those are uh, the those who are the ones who will criticize others who will be the first you know who other people are fearful of or who people love those are the people who need to take this opportunity because they have an opportunity that the others don't have see among all types of people you're going to have people who are followers they're just going to blindly follow right and there's others who are going to be the leaders they're the ones who set the trends they're the one who people either are fearful of or they've got respect for right so those are the kind of people who need to take this and take it by the head and say this is what i'm going to do and they, they need to start making changes they need to maybe you know find a friend who can uh, start with them and just make a change i mean if that requires you to um, you know to do whatever it is then 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 do that subhanallah there are people who've been for hajj there are people who've had people who've died in their families they've had all of these lessons and you know these kind of symbols and signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yet we still don't get closer to Allah subhanallah you've got people who are grandmothers now right you've got people who are grandmothers their husbands are you know religious people sometimes in the sense that they're doing religious activities they're part of religious organizations and yet they still their daughters are wearing hijab uh, and and they they don't wear hijab the other kind of weird thing that I saw once is uh, we had this uh, person uh, th this couple that came not a couple but it was it was the older mother and it was a younger it, it was a it was a it was her daughter who was you know probably 20 something or 30 the daughter's not covered but the mother is got a niqab on and she's like you know 60 years old so i said uh, you know I, I said subhanallah i said how come this is the case i mean shouldn't you at least have your hair covered i mean your mom's got a niqab on when you know as she's probably at an age when she doesn't even need her niqab in a sense because when you get really old, niqab is not necessary for you, although it's good to do so, right? But yet, it's kind of the other way around. There's a mentality among some communities. You know, there's a thought and an idea in some communities that you only wear all of these things when you retire. You know, when you get too old to not bother anymore anyway, right? To, to, uh, to not be attractive anyway, then you start covering your face up. I mean, that's kind of more than ridiculous. Really, it should start when you're young. Alhamdulillah, 
I really, my heart goes out to all of these uh, young sisters who, who are wearing hijab nowadays. And look, I know a lot of them, they, 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 they're wearing hijab, but then they've got all this other funky clothing on. Inshallah, they'll get tawfiq. Right, I would encourage that they get tawfiq to to not do that and to come on proper hijab. Right, that's my that's my um, th that's my dua. At the end of the day, you try as much as possible and you always try to get better. Don't ever think I'm doing enough and that's it. That's what we need to realize. And again, it's a call to those people who have influence. You know, they can make a big. They, they've got a lot of potential investment in the in this case that if they do the right thing, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will really really help them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them a great amount of reward. The, the, the reason why this is so important is because the Prophet made some really, really severe warnings about women who are outside and who do, you know, just like men who do strange things. For, for women who do uh, strange things outside where they're showing themselves to be, uh, showing off themselves, uh, attracting uh, people to themselves. The Prophet وسلم, uh, he gave, I'll just give you one example. There's one hadith related by Imam Tirmidhi and Abu Dawud in which the Prophet said, إِنَّ الْمَرْأَةِ إِذَا اسْتَعْطَرَتْ that if a woman goes out just perfumed, you know, forget about displaying anything, just perfumed. Imagine a woman even with niqab on, but she puts all of this, you know, she sprays herself with, uh, you know, uh, Calvin Klein obsession or something like that, right? And just really like it's it's reeking of this stuff. فَمَرَّتْ بِالْمَجْلِسِ And she goes past a group of people, you know, men essentially. فَهِيَ كَذَا وَكَذَا So the Prophet ﷺ then said she's like this and she's like that. You know, he criticized such a woman. So this is just one example. I don't want to give you, you know, all the other warning hadith about this, but this is just one example. And there's many, many, there's many, many other examples about, you know, not getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this happening and that happening. And, uh, um, I, I don't want. I don't want to go in through all that. But may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us all the tawfiq to get closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and make ch such changes in our life that do take us uh, closer to Him and be sincere about it. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.